Football Podcast. Talking of takeovers, um, Elliot Management Corporation are. Um, there was a report over the weekend that that the U.S. hedge fund had uh, provided its availability to to finance the the takeover of of Manchester United, and um, according to to well widespread reports really that Elliot have have informed Rain, who are the the investment bank that are handling the the process of the of the Man United takeover, that that they uh, Elliot are, are available to provide financing, and if. Um, if Man United are not sold, we know they're up for sale. That uh, Elliot have uh, have also offered to provide financing to the current owners, the the, the Glazers family. So they basically offered the, their services to to be involved in financing Manchester United um, going forward. Um, so this has got. Uh, I mean, this has prompted quite an unhappy reaction from from Man United fans, and um, that they they are concerned. I think generally there's always a general concern whenever any hedge funds get involved over well what are their ambitions for the club is it just as what most hedge funds is which is to buy in order to sell on for a profit uh, is it to asset strip um you know and the 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 these are the concerns that were there among milan fans when when elliot took ownership of of of, of milan in in 2018 and uh, just to, to rewind this happened when milan's previous chinese owner uh, lee yong hong Failed to repay his. Um, it was a, a loan of three hundred million euros that he owed to the hedge fund. He failed to repay, defaulted, and and um, Elliot took over. And there, there was a lot of concerns at the time. Um, Milan were were in complete shambles on and off the pitch. They were so hundreds of millions in debt. Um, they'd just gone, I think, a sixth season without even getting into the top four, in, without getting into the Champions League. They hadn't won the Scudetto since 2011, and you know there were fears that Milan would 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 be driven into the into the ground, really. Uh, and to be honest, this was kind of you could understand these these feelings because if you ever look at the history of of the involvement of Elliot with with I mean just Google Elliot Argentina, <laughs> just Google that and see the history in that country and all the problems and uh, that happened mm-hmm. there. Um, to, to, to see it's too long to ex- too long and complicated to explain yeah. it here but you you will see so there was a lot of fears basically but you know what as we look back now five years on and Elliot sold the club uh in um uh, September 2022 to to Redbird Capital uh for 1.2 billion if we look at the time the four years or so that that um that Elliot were in charge of Milan we have to say they did a they, they did an absolutely fantastic job of rebuilding and resurrecting Milan as a maybe not a European powerhouse because that's not really possible for Italian teams, but certainly it's a powerhouse of of Italian football, which <laughs> they weren't when they when they inherited them. Um, and you know, they, there's a lot of successes which I'll quickly go through. Um, they reduce Milan's debts massively. Um, they still have debts, but they 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 reduce them hugely. They they did this really by by a couple of things. First of all, they they installed a, a salary ceiling, and they were paying overpaying players. Not particularly good players, huge, huge, huge salaries, um, which was a legacy thing going back to the time of Bellasconi when Bellasconi took over of paying such huge, huge salaries to players. Uh, and then their transfer policy was based around scouting, buying, and developing young players rather than than established uh, players. So they went out and looked and scouted for teenagers and and young players. And um, they 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 brought back Paolo Maldini, who had been in exile for for years since since he retired as a player. 
um, Stefano Pioli was uh, was 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 installed um, as football, and there was a kind of a clear identity really from top to bottom. They they modernised the club on and off the pitch. Pioli played this modern football, kind of attacking, high intense, high press football, uh, and the transfer policy was 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 magnificent. They, they you know they, if you look at the players that they signed as as pretty much nobodies or as youngsters, and the the way that they developed into stars. I mean, Rafael Liao, Teo Hernandez, the two big ones, but you know, you've got Tomori, you've got Kalulu, you've got Tonali, you've got Ben Asser, And then you look at some of the other youngsters that developed there. They weren't necessarily signed like, uh, you know, like Donnarumma, for example. I mean, everything was about building a kind of a sustainable project. And, you know, look at the results. They, they, they got back in the Champions League and then they won overachieved, overachieved I would say, in winning their, their first Scudetto in 11 years uh, last year under Pioli. And when they left Milan in September, they left them in a in a in a in a much 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 infinitely uh, healthier state, both financially and and sportingly. So I think you know, wouldn't you agree, Nima, that they did a did a very good job? They did an absolutely fantastic job, and I think it started with who they appointed. They appointed Paolo Scaroni, who is one of the most impressive. Italian business people around. I mean, he's the guy. He was, he was a CEO of Fortune 500 companies. Enel, any, you know, these these companies are are not small companies. Uh, and he's the chairman uh, since 2018. They appointed Gazidis to put in a structure. We did a fantastic job until he left. Mm. And Paolo Maldini as the foot to, to, as as the sporting CEO, sort of quote unquote. And in my opinion, probably the best sporting director in all of Italy, Enrique Massara, who is brilliant at finding young, talented players and 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 a coherent project and, and and matching a coach to that. That's what they did right, and they all and 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 everyone knew what was what they had to do in terms of the financial ceiling and and the debt reduction. And, and look at the results. I mean, since then they they've returned to the Champions League. They are they they've they're now in the round of last 16 for the first time in a decade at the second attempt back in the champions league, they won the Serie A. Um, you, mm. the, you can't say any, and, and you can't say anything, you know, you can't say that they did not do a good job there. No, um, the, the scouting department as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Monsada, Monsada, Jeffrey Monsada, the, that they got uh, from Monaco. Um, he mm. was at Monaco during the the years when they were developing. Remember all those great youngsters yeah, yeah. when Mbappe yeah. and Fabinho and yeah. and um, you know Lots. all these kind of you know all those great players. Um, you know they they got him and he's come in and I think there's no uh, you know it's no coincidence that that when he came the the amount of great youngsters they were scouting often from the French market. Uh, a lot of players from the French market. Magnon, we should really include, even though he wasn't super young for a goalkeeper, mm. he was. And look what's happened to him. He's he's genuinely, I think, top five in the world now in his position. So, you know, I think um, they, yeah, they, they 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 did a great job. And there was there was a lot of doubts. We all had doubts. No, anybody that says they didn't have concerns, are lying. Are lying. Everybody did. Everybody, and I'm not going to lie, including myself. I was very very worried um, because we know what hedge hedge funds generally. We know what they're modus operandi is isn't it it's to mm. increase the value and sell but they yeah. did it in a way that benefited everyone including themselves so in that sense they did a great job whether or not man united are in the same situation that that milan were that it would benefit them taking over i don't know 
I don't know because it feels like you know Man United are in the Premier League with all the riches of the Premier League and with all the and riches. it's also Man United like yeah, it's with a all different the ball I mean, game yeah it's a different ball game in that you know you wouldn't go to Man United they couldn't possibly go to Man United and run the club in the same way that they no, run Milan no, cost cutting no. and, and with low salaries they just couldn't they couldn't run it in if a they sustained. could do a version of it which kind of yeah. Eric Ten Hag is kind of already doing isn't he like he's kicking out like the way he handled the Cristiano Ronaldo situation the way that he's built uh, again this kind of the, um, credibility in the dressing room uh, around players that you either deliver or you don't, um, and and I I think I mean well it depends on who takes over. I I think I understand it more. I mean I still think that the Qataris might will take over, and my money is on them. I could be wrong, yeah. But we'll see. Me too. But, Me too. Yeah. yeah. But I mean we'll see. But I do think that if Elliot take over, they'll do a hybrid, uh, and that's kind of what. Sir Alex Ferguson did, didn't he? I mean, he didn't, he was very responsible. He had amazing success, but he was responsible. He didn't just hand out golden contracts left, right, and center. No. And I think that's what that's what Elliot would do at, at Manchester United as well. Yeah, I mean they're not gonna they're not gonna run the club. They, they so that that needs to be made clear. Mm. You know they're not bidding for the club no. to take ownership of the club. They're bidding to help with the financing. So it's different in that way as well. But I just wanted to talk about this just to dispel the myth that I've seen all over among mm. Man United fans, and that it's kind of been spread that somehow um, Elliot were. A complete failure and destroyed Milan. That, that, that I have seen this widespread. Yeah, I did. I, a I've certain, seen this a widespread. Certain Manch, Man United influencer said it. Yes. Uh, who I uh, I had to quote tweet and, and, and make fun of because that was, was Goldbridge. Was Goldbridge one of them? It was Goldbridge tweet. I quote tweeted. Um, oh right. Did he say he? Did he say that Elliot? He said. Was, was I, I, can re- I can read it for you because it's I mean so, I'm just guessing because he's usually the first one to. He to said to that Elliot group from USA did a terrible job with AC Milan, then oh, sold right. them. Not a good candidate in my opinion and I and I quoted that and said you're right Elliot forced Milan to return to the Champions League and punished them further by winning their 19th Serie A title and if that wasn't bad enough they appointed Paolo Maldini as a director who rejuvenated the squad with lots of talented young players hashtag pray for Milan I mean he's an idiot the man's an idiot he literally is one of the dumbest people in the United Kingdom and that and there is competition for that title so well done (laughs) 